Welcome to episode 163. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Today's lovely guest is actually... um, a friend. Her name is Shauna Underwood. She's absolutely amazing. She's a DC uh, interior designer, DMV, I should say, even though she lives in DC. And we talk about, she's another one who's NCIDQ certified. Uh, We talk about how she got started. She actually went to school for business administration with a minor in computer information systems. Uh, She worked for State Farm for five years. Then she moved to DC after she got engaged. And she um, said the creative bug was still holding her. So she went to George Washington University and got her master's in fine arts and interior design. She worked for a commercial furniture dealership and then went to the Library of Congress. Um, So very interesting. Her story is just unfolding. And I think her if she doesn't know it, her lucky number must be five because everything is five years with her. So without further ado, here is Miss Shauna, excuse me, Mrs. Shauna Underwood. Hey, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on to Design Perspectives. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I love listening to all your <laughs> guests that you have on here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So there's so much that I want to um, unpack with you. First off, your NCIDQ. I have mad respect for you because I want to take that exam. So just know you'll be mentoring me after this. Okay. Um, and let, let's get started. So how did you get started? Oh, oh my God, it seemed like it was so long ago. Um, Well, I have always been like a creative person. Um, In high school, I took a bunch of art classes and stuff like that. But when I graduated high school, I was like, I need to make money. So (laughs) I I actually ended up going to college and my undergraduate degree was in uh, business administration with Mm -hmm. a concentration in computer information systems. So I did that, and I, I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of computer programming and all that kind of stuff. Um, but when I graduated undergrad, um, at the time, a lot of the computer um, programming jobs and stuff like that were on a, were having the hiring freeze at mm-hmm. the time. So I um, I ended up shifting and going to uh, State Farm Insurance um, and worked there for like five years, I think it was. Um, so I had an internship there during the summer, and they offered me a position after work after college. So I ended up going back home to Pennsylvania and working there. Um, and while I was working there, um, I was um, ended up moving to D.C. because um, I got engaged to my husband. And so I transferred to the State Farm here. And then while I was working there, I was like, oh, this creative uh, spirit in me was coming. It was you beating know, you over the head. Yeah, it was <laughs> back to your original plan um and i decided to go back to school for interior design so i ended up going to george washington 
university for their master's of interior design or well, fine arts interior design program mm-hmm. so i did that and then um after that i ended up working at a furniture commercial furniture dealership mm-hmm. um and worked there for like five years i think it was and then i um, moved on to being a designer at the uh, library of congress um so i've been I work there, and I also have my own business. So yeah, it's um, it's been a long, a long journey. It seems like, but um, I think it actually circled back to get back to where I originally wanted to be in the beginning. So uh, that's good. <laughs> oh my goodness, Library of Congress! How do you what what how how did you get there, and what what are you doing there or for them? Sure. So when I worked at the commercial furniture dealership, I was a senior designer there, and we did a lot of space planning uh, for private firms um, and also for a lot of government agencies because, um, you know, they did a lot of the systems furniture and case good furniture for the government. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I learned that there was actually design opportunities in the government. Um, so I ended up um, getting a job at the Library of Congress, which they have a design department. Um, and I was a designer there, designer project manager there for um, their interior spaces. So they have, um, you know, reading rooms, staff spaces, visitor spaces, um, you know, they're, they do a lot of projects in the library. So, um, that, that's been fun. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. All right, DC. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so what, I'm all over the place here. Let's jump back to NCIDQ test. What was that like? Did you take it immediately after school? Yeah. So I knew, I knew that if I did not you know, on that study mode, um, uh-huh. I took immediate, immediately after I graduated uh, college. Um, so I was still, you know, fresh with, you know, staying on top of things and studying. So yeah, it was, it was hard. It was a lot of studying. It was a lot of focusing on um, a lot of codes and, um, you know, space planning and all that stuff. So, but it was, it was hard. I went, I'm not going to lie. It was hard. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I, no, I know. That's why I'm like, I need to get back to it. And I feel like I'm so far removed. Like I got to get back into the books and really, um, get on top of it. So, yeah. All right. What, um, what was an important lesson that you learned that you thought would break you with business? Cause you know, having clients and you're like, Oh, do this and all of a sudden like a monkey wrench is thrown in something that you didn't think about you know there's always something that happens with us when we're working with a client where we're like oh I'm going to add that to my contract okay <laughs> <laughs> yes all the time <laughs> I think every project is a learning lesson so um, I'm not sure um, one thing that's kind of hmm, stood out to me um, I think the biggest thing for me and I think it will probably never change is being able to set boundaries uh, I'm still trying to work on that mm-hmm. uh, with clients because I think like, you know, with today's um, easy access to people, it's, you know, text and email and all that. I think people, clients tend to think that you're accessible 24 hours a day and True. that you're always thinking of their project 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week. And uh, I think when you're trying to have a work-life balance, uh, you know, because I'm a mom, I'm also a wife. And all that so I try to 
I need to try to work on the boundaries, like, you know, being able to have a start and stop time. You know, our projects run forever. You know, they can run for a couple of months, a year, a couple of years. Um, and you are kind of always, as an entrepreneur, you're always kind of working um, on those projects. And you, you don't have a start and stop time sometimes. But I think, like, as you grow, you do need to have, you know, establish those times when you like, okay, I'm going to put it down now. This is time for, for me, time for my family and, uh, you know, cut it off. So yeah, that, I think that's been my biggest, uh, lesson I think so far is just setting boundaries. Okay. We'll talk offline about that. Cause I'm, I am a boundary <laughs> bitch. Like I am like, no, no, this is what it is. And the way I say no, sometimes it hurts people's feelings. Cause it's just like such a solid no. Where they're like, well, yeah. damn, you didn't even say it like that. But you're right. You you have to be like, okay, this is my cutoff time. Now this is for my husband and my children. Or better yet, this is for me. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because you, you so I, have to sit quietly sometimes and not be on the hamster wheel. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's hard for me. Like, I, I guess I'm a sometimes a people pleaser. You always want to make sure clients are happy. So, right. you know, you kind of go above and beyond. But... Sometimes, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta like, okay, my work day is over. Yeah. And set it down. <laughs> yeah. And also like you need to even like work on your phone doing the silencing. I'll never forget. It was a big lesson for me. I had a client and he had texted me, I think it was like two thirty or three o'clock in the morning. And that's because he was up and he was thinking about things and he's like, well, what about this? And what about that? And my phone was pinging. And at the time, Apple didn't have that silence unless you just shut off your phone. Oh yeah. And the next day I saw him, I was just like, listen. You need to make notes and wait until it's regular hours. You cannot text me all times of day for like foolishness. Um, so yeah, I, and that's when I really started to learn like boundaries because all, I think all interior designers are people pleasers. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know why we do this to ourselves because we internalize exactly. everything. We're like, but were they upset with me? Oh my God, did they really like it? Like, how did they smile? What did they say? You know? <laughs> Exactly. Like we exactly. become so goofy about this. <laughs> so yeah, yeah um I think sometimes we do it to ourselves, but Oh know. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um what are the top three um what better yet, what are the best tips for staying organized through a design project for you? How do you stay on top of being organized? Cause you know, there's a lot of balls in the air when we're designing. Definitely. Um, well, definitely having a good organization system, you know, on your computer um, and the filing system. I I try to keep at least, you know, all project folders on my computer as long as a, also a, a paper file also. Um, so that helps you keep to be organized. Um, e uh, staying on top of your email. I don't know if you're good at sorting your emails by client project, which I'm not. But um, <laughs> as you try to stay on top of that. Um, so I have a good email trail. Um, I think it's just mainly just, you know, with interior design and so many moving parts and so many details, like just making sure that you can kind of keep them all in one place and have clear communication between you and your client, um, that you, you know, everything's pretty much documented. So if you didn't even reference back to like a decision or a selection or whatever, um, or something that you spoke to a client about that you have like an email trail or a paper trail mm -hmm. to, you know, to CYA. So um, I think that's the, that would be my tip for being the most organized is just keeping things in one place. Um, um, yeah, that, I think that would be my suggestion. 
No, I understand. Look at post-it notes and highlighters and everything work for me. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I have, have post-it notes all over, the, all over the place too. So I'm like the post-it queen. But uh, yeah, that or taking like using the notes app on your phone, that usually helps too. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking like if you're on a job site and you don't, and you just want to take a note for like mentally, you know, for you to circle back on later on in the day, like that helps for me. Um, and I have, I have, I keep a paper notebook. I have, I've tried to Me too. migrate over to like iPads. No. I am so old school. Like I need my, my notepad. Yep. I date every meeting. I write everything down. Um, yeah, I'm just an old school with that. But um, that's, that's kind of like my Bible. I have all my notebooks since I started of all my clients, of all my projects, of wow. everything, you know, written down and documented. So... No, every meeting that I've ever had. So. It makes sense. That, like for me, like my Bible. right, because hand to paper, that really connects for me, right? Yeah. This, yes. like, you know, typing into the phone or into the iPad, like it, it doesn't make it doesn't make me recall it later. But if when exactly. I put pen to paper, it makes me recall it later and go, OK, like it's really tangible. I tried going digital with that. And I was like, I it just wasn't I was failing me. Right. Because. Yeah. Even though I had all the pings, the reminders of the pings, I was like, oh, I know what that is. Okay, I got to remember. Man, two, three days later, I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot to do that, you know? So. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. I have that. And I also have, like, the, um, I bought these um, these calendar sheets. Um, I don't use, like, a regular calendar, but I have, like, these kind of task sheets that has each day right now, and I kind of put my task for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really helpful. So I'm able to, like, you know, do, like, check off what I'm doing for that day. So I at least... And I keep those. So I have a record of what I've worked on that day. But it also keeps me focused on, like, okay, what are my specific tasks for that day? Mm-hmm. And, like, what's coming up the next day? So I, I have um The sheets are, like, for a whole week. So it's, like, seven days. And I just write down what my tasks are um, for those individual days and check them off as I complete them. So that's helpful. I know you can do that digitally. But, like, again, I'm a, I'm a pen and paper person. So <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm not pen and paper. Pen and paper. Um let me see. Oh, I love this. What did you think design was before you started as opposed, as opposed to what you know it is now? Because a lot of people, when we say we're interior designers, they're like, oh, good. Can you pick out drapery for me, please? I need help in my window <laughs> treatments. And I'm like, ma'am, it's like not HGTV. It's like more than that. Yeah, I would say in the beginning, I thought probably before I even got into like school, um, design school and all everything like that. I think I thought it was just like about like shopping, <laughs> picking out pretty things and it was all fun. Um, not that it's not fun now, but, um, but yeah, I think it's really like, it's, it's a partially designed, but the rest of it is like project management and administrative things. Like it's so many details that go into selecting that pillow or that window treatment or whatever it's so a lot of communication like it's it's a lot so I think like sometimes people think that our jobs are so easy um and fun all the time but it's it's it can be kind of tough because you're having to juggle a lot of different things at one time a lot of different projects a lot of different clients a lot of different personalities Mm. um and expectations too um all the time and just having to deal deal with that and also keeping track of the details it can be a lot so it's not just about picking out pretty pillows and paint colors so <laughs> <laughs> no. I wish it was that easy yeah 
I know. I always tell people I'm not a three H runner. Home Goods, Home Sense, and Home Depot. I was like, you know, I'm working yeah, with no. a, yeah, I'm working with a team. I have to re, you know report to contractors. I have to report to my client. You know, I have to report to my vendors. Like all of that comes together, and you have to be on top of it. How many projects do you have going on at one time? Like, have you been overwhelmed going? I have way too many, and then scale back to like this is what works for me. How many do you have going on mm -hmm. at a time? Um, I try to keep it limited to like 10, 12 projects at a time. Um, you know, they're usually at different phases. So right. it's not like all at design or all at programming or whatever. Um, so they're usually at different, uh, different points in the design process. But um, that's usually my, my juggling uh, limit, you know, there is 10 to 12. So. Wow. And how many people are on your team with you? Or are you I a solo? It's just me, right? It's just me. Okay. Just me. But I am going to, I have been um, thinking about like um, hiring um, another position, maybe like an assistant or um, a junior designer or a project manager, something like that. Um, so I definitely need to um, get some additional help. Right. <laughs> and stop trying to do everything myself. So no, You'll um, see. It makes a difference. What? Here's how you know who to hire. What don't you like doing? Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I um, I really want to be able to focus just strictly on design and be able to hand the, the design package over to someone like a project manager or um, administrative person who can probably who can uh, process orders, get you know get estimates, contact the vendor to get quotes and organize and payment and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I would like to pass that kind of off to someone else and so I can focus on design um, because I feel like I'm spending a lot of time doing a lot of the administrative things and like you said, communication through email to get quotes and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is take what takes up it almost take up a whole a whole day. Listen. You know, lose a whole day doing that and not really be designing. Right. So, right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. No, especially when you're like what people don't realize when designers are on on the project, when they're on the site, like that's a day of not being in the office. Yes. And then when you get back to the office, you're like, I got to get all this done. Otherwise, nothing moves forward, you know, and, exactly. and people exactly. don't it's, it takes a lot like it's they think it's joyous to be in a car going from site to site. And while it's great, it's also like you're having anxiety because you're like, I got to get back to the office. and I got to get all of this lined up and done exactly for my client sometimes you're not sometimes you're not just going to a site visit where that's the fun part you get to see what you put together and how it's coming to fruition a lot of times you're doing the site visit you're going to pick up carpet samples you're going to pick up the uh, fabric samples mm -hmm. you know it's sometimes you're running around all, all day long just trying to get the things that you need to be able to uh, specify products for clients for their projects so it can be a lot especially when it's just a one-person team um, I've always wanted to keep my business small. Like I do want to keep like a boutique size. I never, right. um, aspired to have anything big with a bunch of employees. So I do want to keep it small cause I do like that, um, client interaction. Um, so, um, I probably, you know, I do plan to expand, but probably maybe like maybe one or two, maybe up to three employees in the future. Love that. Love that. Um, Oh my goodness. I'm just so excited to be sitting here talking to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just, just bear with me. Just bear with me. How do your clients find you? A lot of my clients find me through referrals. Um, oh, that's I, cool. 
I, um, I've been lucky and blessed enough that people refer me. Um, so, and a lot of them are repeat clients. So a lot of people that I've worked with for a long time, like I just, I just had a client I was realizing I've been working with her for like, um, over 10 years and, uh, wow. we worked on multiple homes. Um, but yeah, it's people I've had long relationships with, um, clients, they usually come back for, you know, if they have another house or they just want to redo something, um, uh, or I've gotten a uh, visit through referral. Okay. No, that's cool. And do, are these people that are like empty nesters? Do they have children? What's, cause you're a mom. So that works out for you. You'd be like, Oh, I know how to do this room. You know? Um, I have a full range. I think a lot, some of my clients are like older. Um, Mm -hmm. so they're like, you know, very into their careers. Um, they're, um, older and they're have, you know, a home here and maybe a home somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've helped them, but I also have like a lot of, um, younger families who have in DC, we have a lot of people who come here and the houses are older and they need to, you know, they want to update it and make it feel more like them. So I do the, do like a lot of renovation projects uh, where people want to, uh, they're adding additions onto their houses or um, just want to renovate and make it feel more updated to, to their style. So love um, it. I have a full range. <laughs> nice. Well, you're easy to, to talk to. So um, I love this Instagram versus reality has social media helped or hindered when it comes to clients expectations about how an interior design project will go. <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's so yeah, loaded because look you yes, you yeah me you and iantha have like a regular text going <laughs> yes oh my goodness i think um yeah i think people um think that the process can go really quickly like you can get like your whole room designed in like a couple weeks and um and you're good um but that is not reality at all. I think, you know, it takes several weeks for a designer to even get like their vision for the yes. team, put their design ideas together and to really make it a, you know, a well-rounded, thought out, meaningful design for a client. And I think that's the part that clients don't understand. I think they think that we just like focus together really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, here you go. You're good. Um, yeah. But I think I, I try to be really meaningful with my interior, interiors. I think a lot of, I pay a lot of attention when I'm on those consultations, like seeing how they live, like who, who's in their family and how they want to entertain and, you know, how they want to feel in their spaces. So it takes a lot of time for me to kind of come up with a concept that is uniquely theirs um, and really makes their, their, their livelihood functional and meaningful. So that part takes a while, but um yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, TV, reality TV, home shows, and social media make it seem like, you know, you could just say, oh, what a new room, and the next day you have a new room, and that's not reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, we know. Um, <laughs> finish this sentence for me. Design is? I would say the design is... Uh, wellness, I think. I think yes. these days too. Like, I feel like since COVID, I think people have um, really embraced design. And feel, I think they understand more how design and spaces and environments kind of affect their mood, mm-hmm. how they feel, um, and just their overall 
family life and personal life. I think they kind of understood that since COVID. Um, so I think like, you know, your spaces can really change the way you feel and the way that you interact with other people. Um, so I would say design as wellness. I think we are um, connected to your health and your well-being as designers. And we're, I think we're help, we're almost like a doctor for that. Agreed. You know, that part of your life. Um, Agreed. So I, I would say that because I think, I think that brings me the most joy in my projects is to see how transforming their spaces has made them feel different you know, after that transformation, like, you know, they're much more happier. They, they want to invite people over. Um, they want to entertain, they want to just sit and relax in their spaces. So I think that's the most gratification that I get from my projects is seeing how the client feels after the design project is over. So I would say wellness. <laughs> Yay. Before we go, beloved, please tell the people where they can find you. Sure. Um, my Instagram is um, S Underwood Design, and my website is Shauna is S Underwood Design dot com. <laughs> I don't remember my own website. Yeah, S Underwood Design dot com. A lot of people don't online or Instagram. <laughs> no, a lot of people don't. Don't worry about it. So um, it'll be in the show notes. But I just want to say thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this. Thanks, Gail. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important and will help people to find where we are located. And the Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.